Hello, my name is Thomas Crothers. I'm Will Leiketer. And we're continuing Meryl Mania with our third film, Postcards from the Edge. Help. Help me. Just came by to say hi, make sure that everything's up to snuff. And we're going to need a drug screen. Excuse me? It's a formality in the business. So do you want blood or urine? I think urine would be fine. And uh, we'll see you outside, okay? Have fun. Thanks. Hello, dear. Oh. Hi, Mama. Now, you see, she's exactly like me when I was her age. What I'm doing, I, I feel like I belong after film. I, I never necessary. stopped working. I know how to do very, that. very good therapy for me after my divorce and my miscarriages. Times and bum times, I've seen them all in my dear. Ever since I was about seven, I wanted to be you. Another Mike Nichols-directed uh, film, starring Meryl Streep, obviously. And, Will, I do believe that this was a virgin watch. Bart does you in his drag show. I am still here! How would you like to have Joan Crawford for a mother? Oh, or please. Lana Turner? These are the options. I Are you sure I didn't sleep with you? Sleep? Yeah. I was with him Saturday night. That's two girls in one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the ones we know about. You said you loved me. I admit it at the time. Well, what is it? A viral love? Kind of a 24-hour thing? Never let him see you ache. That's what Mr. Mayor used to say. What was it, ass? Never let him see your ass. What did you think of, uh, well, the br brief bio, it's um, written by uh, Carrie Fisher based on her best-selling book, Postcards from the Edge, uh, a pseudo-autobiographical, uh, well, no, the, the book is more or less a diary of what she uh, actually went through uh, in her first stint at rehab. Uh, in 1991, obviously, she didn't know that uh, she'd be there again. I was listening to the commentary track this morning, and she said, it's kind of funny now, because <laughs> this ends so happily. And then, ten years later, <laughs> she's back. <laughs> um, but, um, yes, and then the book is mainly just the rehab stuff. It's um, non-linear, and it's got, it's, 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 it's more stream of consciousness. And then they film uh, through Mike Nichols' sort of notes um, became the story of this mother and daughter and uh, also the Dennis Quaid bit. Will, what did you yes. think of Postcards from the Edge? Uh, well, firstly, I'm very excited today for the book corner. I, I want to oh, yeah. know uh, if, because obviously they've changed the names in the movie. Yes. Um, and it's not so much autobiographical. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested to see how much of it is dramatised or what what's been changed from the, the yeah. book. Yes. Well, the, no, the book is also Suzanne Vale. It's all oh, right. Okay. The mother's not in the book. That's what I'm saying. The book is. Oh, she needs yeah. to be there. She? Well, she does. Yeah. That's, well, we're going <laughs> to the wonderful, <laughs> the incomparable Shirley MacLaine as Doris as Doris. So you, you look at my notes and it's pretty much full of Shirley MacLaine. Follow Shirley MacLaine. I mean, it, yeah. did Shirley win you over this time? Because you were a bit dicky about her overact. What you saw as overacting as, a, as Aurora did. I guess it fits more this time, doesn't it? The overacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed her a lot more in this. Um, but there was still moments, however, for some reason, the moments where she does go for it are my favourite. I mean, we'll get to my favourite minute. I think you know what it might be. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, yes, well, we'll almost we'll certainly get to it. Um, Remember my 17th birthday party when you lifted your skirt up in front of all those I people, did not lift my guy skirt. Michael. It twirled up! You only remember the bad stuff, don't you? What about the big band that I got to play at that party? Do you remember that? No! You only remember that my skirt accidentally twirled up! And you weren't wearing any underwear. Well... Yes, well, yes, I'll, um... Well, I was thinking, actually, we could do it throughout. So if you've got a real-life question... In, interweave it in. Yeah, if like you've got a, a real-life Like life a fine A-level essay. Yes, a beautifully well-written A-level essay. Um, yes, no, because the commentary track this morning, she basically just, it was a bit like a fact-checking thing. She was just like, well, no, that's that's not real. Um, but it's not, I, I like it in the fact that it's not supposed to be an autobiography. This isn't the film of Carrie Fisher's life. So mm. when she's like, oh, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't annoy me as much. Whereas in like, um, we watched... Uh, Rocket Man again the other day as a family. I, I adore Rocket Man. I think it's excellent. I mean, it's by without a shadow of a doubt um, superior to. Um, oh, we, we don't talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I think I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or in private conversation with you, where I said that I'd called Rocket Man a film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rather biting <laughs> and bitchy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I loved Rocket Man. Actually, in America. Every person I talked to about Rocky Man and Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, specifically um, a girl called Emma, one lovely woman, a dancer, and she um, she thought Rocky Man was just appalling, just genuinely terrible. It's probably, well, it, it's Americans polarizing. have a strange infatuation with Elton John. Yeah. Um, like, you ask them to name, you see all these people, like these interviews that are on TV shows, where they're like, oh, name three British people. Um, the Queen, Elton John, everyone, everyone knows Elton John. Yeah. Jack, I so remember maybe... Jack Black fanboying one time on um, on, a, on Graham Norton when he was on with Elton John. And he was like pulling out all these songs that were just on the album. Um, <laughs> yeah. YouTube comments. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Opening line Hall of Fame. Why don't they speak English? It. It. <laughs> right, coming down from the helicopter. Oh, yeah. It. Nice, nice pan. It is. Uh, it's a lovely opening shot. I remember the first time I saw this film, and I thought, "What's happening here? Did she? Did it, I, I completely fell for it. I'm, I'm usually quite. I'm usually on these things, but I completely. But you fell thought for it was. It. it wasn't the filming. I thought she got done for drugs in like a foreign country, and that was why it was really bad. But then, yeah, no, you meet the wonderful Gene Hackman in this film. Oh. Two scenes <laughs> steals the show. Maybe. I mean, he doesn't steal the <laughs> Love show. Gene Hackman. He doesn't get to sing a song. No. Name song. So he can't, he's, he's, at, he's, at a, he's sat on the bench. It's, but, it's um, as if you're just reading down my notes list, though. Yeah, I've got in, I'll jump a change. I've just put more Gene, mm. more Callow, more Dreyfus. <laughs> this film, yeah. you can't, te I love a good ensemble. I, it's one of my favourite things. And, um, but you can't tease me. You can't tease me with Gene Hatman, Simon Callow, and Richard Dreyfus. I'm not allowing two scenes each on these people. Um, 
Yes, so YouTube comments. You know you're a legend when Meryl Streep plays you in the movie of your life. <laughs> Why isn't Carrie Fisher mentioned as the screenplay and book writer? I mean, that's specifically for the trailer. Um, I, I don't know. It was worth it, it was worth watching, but it seemed it was more about doped up actresses than about recovery. I hear the book is different. Mm. Um, you can't have one without the other, though, can you? Really? Yeah. I remember uh, uh, watching this with somebody, and they enjoyed the film. I mean, they loved Meryl, but and they had the same. Ironically, they had the same problem with Rocket Man: is that they felt it was a bit. Oh, look at me. I feel sorry for me. I'm a drug addict. They didn't like that. They didn't. And I said, well, you know, these are obviously stories that are true. And, and also, I don't think Elton gives himself any leeway in Rocketman. I think, I mean, he gets pretty insufferable in that sort of middle. Yeah. I don't think it's, I mean, you could see it as, look at me. Oh, I was so bad. Uh, I was oh I was so mental because of my drugs, but uh, I don't think I I think he's yeah he's pretty uh, pretty yeah. pretty rough. Oh, I think well especially in in this case with Carrie Fisher it's just it works because it it was a really sad life. Yeah, and also so, Carrie actually Carrie actually um, agrees <laughs> um, with this with this commentator. I was listening obviously on the commentary track. And she says that if she could do it again, she would. She wouldn't let let Suzanne off so easy. She would uh, put her a bit through the ringer more. Her exact quote was, "She wanted her in the hospital bed at the end." So, I was staying with Meryl last summer for a few days when she asked me to help her out in her garden. It seemed that a certain type of bug was shamelessly eating her raspberry plants, and something had to be done and quickly. It appeared Meryl and I were going to have to kill some insects. She was this vicious bug crusher without conscience. I learned something that day. Don't mess with Meryl. Yeah. Instead of Shirley. Shirley looks like she's having so much fun basically playing her friend. I had to find this out the hard way. Not that I crossed her. I just... Well, I was her in the sense that... She played, essentially, me in my semi-autobiographical screenplay, Postcards from the Edge, and... After Postcards premiered, I began daily to see the pain and disappointment in the eyes of my family and friends. Every time I wasn't Meryl. There's a name for this condition, as it turns out. Meryl Noma. Street Dukakis. <laughs> Meryl, you're either the best friend a person could have or the best damned actress in the world. I love you. I can actually see perfectly in my mind Debbie Reynolds saying all of this with the same expressions and inflections, etc., that Shirley is using. Debbie Reynolds wanted to play Doris Mann. There you go. She wasn't allowed by Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols is pretty <laughs> firm on Shirley. Your daughter is the success of Carrie's unbelievable. She's got a new book coming out, a new film. Isn't it great? The children, good luck to them. How proud uh, you Carrie's must be. Carrie's very talented. 
and she did this movie. Uh, well, she wrote the novel Postcards from the Edge, and now they've finished it. And Meryl Streep is the star. Sharon McLean also is the star, and it's supposedly about a mother and a daughter and all of their problems and their pulls and and everyone thinks that it's me. It's not. Carrie wrote a novel, but you know I'll have to bear. Is there a lot of you in it? Not really. It's it's really about a big. They fight a lot and they argue and. You didn't. Uh, no, we didn't. Do you think the public is going to assume, since this will be played up, that in a sense Shirley MacLaine is playing you? I think so, but it's not true. No, DeCary wrote it. That's to her brilliance as a writer. Everyone will think that because it's so well written and it's so honest. It seems so honest, but it isn't really about Carrie and myself. It's it's the novel she wrote. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think if yeah, you would have had to have Carrie play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to take it that other step. Um. Do you know where the sunglasses, what the sunglasses are called that Meryl Streep wears in this film? I don't know if anybody's a biggest, biggest um, <laughs> sunglasses. As, oh my God, I can't even speak. They're just aviators, aren't they? Oh, I can't remember. At the beginning of the film, you see a shot of the theatre outside and it is showing Casualties of War, a good film. I agree. Casualties of War is a good film. <laughs> it's it's um, Michael J. Fox doing a bit of, doing a bit of serious acting. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, it's Vietnam, and um, uh, Sean Penn uh, rapes and abuses this girl, and Michael J. Fox is in the same troupe, and he's like, you can't do that, I'm going to tell, and then Sean Penn's like, you're not going to tell. And it's a great film, great film. Um, next comment. Here we go. I love, I love it when they start a chain. So we'll... Alluding now to Oscar Travesty, I Shirley wasn't nominated. Much to her dismay, and I think to my dismay as well. I think definitely switch it from terms of endearment. I think yeah, Shirley. I think if Shirley, I mean, we'll get to um, supporting actress because we actually did it on Goodfellas. We've done this Oscars, but obviously not with you. Uh, I think you'll be very happy with who wins Best Actress. I can't. Um, oh yes. I do remember now who won Best Supporting Actor. Shambles. Oh, I'm we'll excited. Get, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, I wonder why Shirley didn't get nominated. And then somebody's commented, probably because she lifted her skirt up in front of all those people. And then I don't. And then I think that was supposed to be a joke. And then somebody's thought, I, it, yeah, I think it's yeah. like a reference. It's obviously a reference. But, it's a reference, yeah. And then somebody's commented, why would that prevent her from getting a nod? Oh. Who knows? Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Best 10 minute stretch. Will, why don't you start us off? Oh, uh, I, I, ooh, I think the breakup roundabout there. Oh, yeah, that is good. That's yeah. a nice. With, with, sort of, with Dennis. Yeah, and you can slowly see it, it's all just going downhill mm. in that. In that sec I like that. I mean, that's a great scene, isn't it? When um, she goes to the shower, is like, uh, can I see you? You're right. You want my ID? I've seen it. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the another. Well, this is previous to. Um, this is after. Sorry, one of my single minute nominations with the wonderful scene with Annette Benning. Um, yes. I, I mean, I, I adore Annette Benning. She was. She looks terrific and very young in this film. Uh, she's just marvelous. I'd, I'd say an, my other contender for best 10 minutes is when they both have a go at singing. 
well, I mean, it is this. I mean, let's just <laughs> get right. to this now. <laughs> okay. I've Sorry. got all that is, that is the best Timber District. <laughs> I've got three nominations, and I'll just rank them. Number three, car crash into hospital, final thing. Second is the stair argument. And then number one is you don't know me into into I'm still here. I've, I've got stairs for my minute. Oh, right. Mm. Good old Stevie. There he is. Hey, there he is. <laughs> this is the collected lyrics of Stephen Sondheim. So Mike Nichols actually got Steve um, to write new lyrics. That's why they're changed. Because uh, I used to be, I used to have the thing, I used to be like, Ugh, why did they change the lyrics? And then I realised that <laughs> Steve also wrote them, and so I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, and he's and he's wrote about it here. Um, I have often changed the lyrics of "I'm Still Here" through through uh, my career for selected actresses who are who I admire. He did it for Barbara Streisand for her album Broadway. He he did it for somebody else I can't remember. So here we are. Um, the second, at Mike Nichols' request, was for a fictional character named Doris, modelled on Debbie Reynolds in his movie Postcards from the Edge, which was based on a book written by Reynolds' daughter Carrie Fisher. That lyric combines the chronicles of both Reynolds and the actress who played her, Sheila McLean. The original was a loose biography of Joan Crawford. Everybody should buy this book. <laughs> it's incredible. It's like, a, it's like a big, thick Bible. I love it. And that's only part one. That's only up until, um, this is only up until, uh, oh shit, I know. Uh, Marilu Irolo, and then I've got the second one down there, which is uh, over the pine, over the pine years. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it is this. I think that this is probably Meryl's best singing. Yeah, oh, I was, yeah, especially with the, the, the final scene. When she yes, the yeah. I'm checking out. Yeah, that's that's great. That's very good. I think she does. I think she's does very well. I mean, we talked about Mamma Mia, and you know, we joked a lot. But um, I think that winner takes it all. She, I think her acting pulls her through. I don't. I the, yeah. there are lots of specific points where I think uh, she falls a bit flat. However, in this. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the bit in the middle of You Don't Know Me where she's like, I don't know the words, blah, 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 blah. but very natural plays into it. And obviously, you need the punchline of you're never going to beat mother. When yeah, mother and then comes she's just all rehearsed. Bam. <laughs> um, just incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I alluded to this before, uh, before the call. I think it was the other night. Um, and I said to you, I said, um, never has a scene combined so many of my favourite things. <laughs> Mike Nichols directing, Sheila McLean doing I'm Still Here. I, I'll throw in with Meryl watching. I like, I like Meryl too much. Uh, I like Meryl. It's, I, find it odd, quite, I find it odd, actually, that Meryl's our second fortnight. Because in the long rankings... I mean, she's not you know, near the top. She's yeah. not near the top for either well, of us, I don't Probably think. because... Um, well, starting this podcast, mm. you made all of the, uh, you chose all the films. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. We went back and forth. That first series, we went, we literally went back and forth, Will. Oh, oh yeah. 
But you said, oh, give, give me a list of songs you like. I did. And then you compiled songs. an order. Sorry, of movies. And you, you compiled an order. And then yeah, all and of a sudden these, these Fortnites appear. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> w- Woody? Yes. Woody Allen? Well, that's next. Um, <laughs> it's a double Fortnite, actually, next season. Because it's Halloween. Uh, it's Halloween. It's a, a Look, Halloween. Halloween yeah. going into... I'm very... Lot four and five, I can't wait for. There's, we've got Halloween, and then we've got... I mean, spoilers, but we've got yeah. things like Chicken Run, Titanic... And then we've got our, our Christmas, Christmas extravaganza. Chris, yes, uh, overlapping actually over block seven, block five and six. It's like um, like the Simpsons episode um, when when Mr. Burns gets killed. Who they, shot, they left who shot um, Mr. Burns? Yeah. They, that was the series finale, and then the opening episode of the next one. And who did? Maggie Simpson. It is Maggie. That's always a good, <laughs> hey. that's always a good trivia. Yeah. Uh, Good, yeah, good film. It, I mean, it is I'm Still Here. It's it's Shirley yep. singing I'm Still Here. She does an astoundingly good <laughs> job. When my favourite part in the whole film, I could have put it in specific, but I know I'd talk about it here, is when she starts banging the piano. <laughs> um, I think it is just the power of that song as well. That is one of my, that's in my top five sometimes. It's in my favourite Sundown Follies. I... When you get a good actress doing that, I mean, my favourite, rend- I say this is my favourite rendition, it's, it's not. It is Elaine Stritch doing it at Liberty, um, an incredible one-woman show, which I don't know how we'd get around to doing, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure I'll find a way. Um, and because she is obviously of a later age when she sings that song, and those words, whether they're, even though they're for Joan Crawford, orig- based on, Joan, Joan, based on Joan Crawford, not for her. But that is the story of any storied woman's career in yeah. this in in this showbiz industry. And obviously, you know, he, he changed a few for this film. Uh, and even even his new lyrics are incredible. <laughs> but um, when that song is done well, it's it's incredible. I mean, I, I went to see Follies um, when they did it at the National Theatre the, the the second time round. Mm. Um, they did that, then they put on Hades Town, and then they were like, "Oh, let's put on a good show again." Um, oh no, I, I quite like Hades Town. Yeah. I um, I'd probably only ever see it once. Um, I've got a few issues with it. Um, like um, I, I love how it's based on Greek mythology, yeah. but then. But then they try to like reset it, but then you've still got the old names, and I think if you're gonna, you need to make modernise them. Yeah, but I do. I like it because it's good representation again for the bass baritone. That's low songs. <laughs> I think, in actuality, your enjoyment comes from the fact that you listen to it. I think when you're sat there for two and a half hours. Mm. which I did do at the National Theatre. <laughs> yeah. Um, before it went to Broadway, actually, they did it. Yeah. I think you notice a lot more that this is very samey, far too long, too many yeah. reprises. The story stretched remarkably thin. It's, I think if I was to describe it in one word, I'd say plodding. It sounded... <laughs> it, it plods along. What a great just, word. 
We'll, we'll get to this on our next Inside Number 9 episode. Did you know that the original title for Love's Great Adventure was going to be Plodding On? <laughs> then, I mean, I am in tune with some of our greatest writers. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's very Bennett. It's very, you know, soldiering on with Stephanie Cole. Um, by the time that Lovely this episode comes Peter. out, we will have no, no doubt marathoned all 18 monologues of the Talking Heads revival. Um, which I, I, we're both exceptionally. Oh, well, hopefully, it lives well. Well. a great cast, Inc- an, in- an astounding cast. Um, what's your favourite? What's, what's my your favourite one? Head? Yeah, original series or the just the monologue? I think monologue, monologue, monologue. What's your I've favorite? actually I've actually put Talking Heads down as a possibility for a TV show. Oh, yeah, but I'd say. I I love Bennett doing Bennett himself doing a chip in the sugar. I think that's Very incredible. Um, My favourite is the the old woman talking about the the biscuit that uh, cream the cracker under the, the city. Thorough yeah, image. yeah, that one's good. That's, that's great. Oh, oh, I love Patricia Rootledge doing a lady of letters. I I love it all. I love it all. I love. <laughs> I think Julie. I love. I ooh. I really like. Penelope Wilton doing Night in the, Nights in the Garden of Spain. I think that's terrific. And I really like Maggie Smith doing Bed Among the Lentils. Who doesn't like Maggie Smith? Oh, incredible. And then you're like, ooh, I can't imagine anybody doing this, anybody even attempting to do this uh, 45 masterpiece minute monologue again. And then you're like, oh yeah, Leslie Manville's doing it. What? This is incredible. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, okay, Knights in the Gardens of Spain. I can't imagine anybody other than Penelope Wilton. Oh, well, they've cast Tams in Greek. This is, this is, in, this, you know, this is astounding. And then, obviously, I can't imagine anybody other than Patricia Rootledge doing Lady of Letters. Imelda Staunton. These are incredible <laughs> castings. It's so exceptionally exciting. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, but back to but back to those guys <laughs> from the edge. Uh, yeah, no, I think we we can move on from the party scene. Uh, that is, I mean, yeah. Oh, incredible! Tom's weirdly specific favorite part of the film: angry Gene Hackman with the coke, where he snaps at her when I've he got that. when yeah. I'm gonna I mean, kill you. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you, and I'll do a better job. No, if you <laughs> want to go kill yourself, then do it. Oh no, no, actually, I'll kill you for you because you, you're so jumped up. You'll probably botch that too. Excellent, and then you got such that beautiful payoff in the looping scene, where he, where he's like, you know, no, I've got another job for you, you know. Oh, I, I love Gene Hackman. He is the heart of the film. I don't think yeah. the film, I mean, it, it does still work because the the crux oh, yeah. of the film is that mother and daughter. But I yeah. think if you don't have that loop scene and that angry, you know, yeah. long shot scene at the start, I think the film. It's the perfect amount of context. It does feel like it's yeah. just missing a touch. It, yeah, as you say, it's it's enough of a context of that outside world of this mother and daughter. It's excellent. Mm. I love the hallway of the dead. Can you remember, Will, the stars who are on the hallway of the dead? I can't, Tom. Lenny <laughs> Bruce. To list them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> let, uh, I I don't actually have them, so I have to remember myself. You have to channel them with your eyes closed. <laughs> 
Uh, Judy Garland. <laughs> Gary Charles, come on, get out there. Uh, Jim Belushi. <laughs> Food fight. Uh, Lenny Bruce. Ah, fuck this, fuck that, fuck that. Um, Elvis. Oh, little things do. That was that was a buddy. That was Elvis singing a Buddy Holly song. I for some reason started singing. Um, <laughs> Those little things you say and do make me want to be with you. Breathe <laughs> on. Uh, and I can't. Oh, Billy Holiday. I love me. Why not take all of me? I'm glad that you said channel them so that I got to do my incredible yeah. Billy Holiday. That's, <laughs> that's an impression that you don't get to pull out very often because people are like, Sorry, who are you? Who are you? It's not like a Walken. Like everybody knows Christopher Walken. It's like, oh yeah, I do a mean Billy Holiday. What are you saying? You know what? After you've done that, I can see exactly why you wrote tributes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, for, for context for people, I, I've, I've written a pilot uh, following five tribute singers. Um, well, I've written more than a pilot, actually. I'm just about to finish the third episode. How exciting. Um, back to... Anyway, back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Shirley intro, um, where Shirley comes in um, to the rehab, and you've got the uh, two gay guys who just adore her, and then sing Whistling Pines. Yeah. Whistling Pines! Which uh, is a song that Carrie Fisher made up, and wrote the little lyrics for. Yeah. And then you, you have the great closing gag of, um, who did a, a Dr. Klein? He does everybody. Uh, wonderful stuff. Um, cake. The cake has Meryl's face on it. I mean, I, I, of course you noticed this. I mean, <laughs> well, like the, like the, the cappuccino and the IT. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bubbling over. Just, just, just <laughs> quad intro. Oh, it, that is quite an intro. <laughs> I feel like I've slept under an elephant's foot. I really like Dennis Quaid in this film. All right. I think you believe him when he's when you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is her saviour. And then obviously, well, I've got this in a second. Um, movie tricks. I love every time, and they do. They never do the same gag twice, but they do a lot of them, where it's like, where she's hanging on the thing, and then she yeah. gets up. I love that. I love when Dennis Quaid comes to see her at the set, and the background drives away the uh, live snake scene with the cactus and the guy pops in. I think, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I think it beautifully sets up the context and the, uh, the visual language of the film of fantasy, reality always coming in. It's very clever. Mm. Uh, the Annette Benning scene. Uh, the whole concept of Saturday afternoon, I was Saturday night. Again, just like Carrie Fisher, let's not get too autobiographical. Uh, but that's a, just a very specific and <laughs> terrible uh, thing that Dennis Quaid does. But he gets his own back when she fires the blanks at him. I love that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Relax the blanks, asshole. Asshole. What was I supposed to think when you didn't come home? Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I have a drink? Do you mind if I drop acid? <laughs> Dear, I drink socially. I took acid socially. <laughs> no, 
I hardly think that my drinking can be compared with your drug taking. <laughs> Even if it could be, I think that your involvement with drugs has vindicated me. I hardly think you're in a position to judge me. Mom. I do hope you were not out sleeping with someone. Oh, I wasn't out sleeping. You were. I hope someone. you used condoms. I didn't raise you to act this way, but if you are, I hope that it's your morals in question and not your judgment. Mom. I love Dennis Quaid's line delivery of um when when he goes, You were easy on that first night, and she goes, I thought we didn't do anything that first night. And he goes, I lied. But he clicks. I, I, I think it's, it's exceptionally delivered. I as, as I said earlier, I love that scene. That's a it's great scene. It's a great scene. scene. Yeah, and she's great still scene. in a police costume. <laughs> I love movie breakdown scenes where people are still in costumes and stuff that they shouldn't, and outfits like for whole half an hour stretches of the film. That's a, that's the, he's, um, he's like Rob Brydon describes Pacino in the trip. He's not afraid to touch his face. He, he, he's got, He's got the wet hair look, and he's mm -hmm. he's got his hands all over his face in that scene. And he's and he has that great, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weed <laughs> weed cough. Where he goes, and it just I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Shirley putting vodka into a milkshake. Yeah, I've got that <laughs> with full with full Cape Blanchettes. <laughs> uh, obviously, my favourite part of the stare argument is it twirled up. Um, and then you weren't wearing any underwear. Well, <laughs> what a what a national treasure we have in Shirley MacLaine. And then I love the uh, scene and the bit in the hospital where she's got no makeup on and she's obviously got no hair because in the studios, yeah. you know, they they just fucked them up something rotten those in those early days. Like they put Judy's got her smoking and on all sorts yeah. of pills, and as she says, they shaved her eyebrows off. But the hair they put like put all these chemicals and it just rotted their hair <laughs> like uh debbie reynolds isn't bald carrie fisher was very quick to bring that up on the commentary track because i presume debbie gave her much grief um but yeah no these poor these poor women you know get they get yeah. to the point and oh. it's a yeah, it's a rotten system will's more general favorite parts of the film yay i love meryl's mustache oh yeah yeah it does when it falls off <laughs> um the bit where She's um, she's got like the bag of crisps, and she really mm. emphasises that she just throws the crisps everywhere. Um, but the whole Shirley upstaging uh, with the singing—that's great. That's the guy, the, the the guy, the guy going now. Dara's sing, and she goes, oh, "No." Oh. <laughs> and then, and then, do you want me to do it? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, do it. I don't understand. Okay, I'm still here in D flat. Brilliant. Incredible. What a woman. What an incredible um, actress. Um, I love Shirley's limp hand in the um, scene with the producer when she's, um, and he's like, if you want it, you got to follow our rules. And she's just there the whole time with like this limp hand. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. We haven't talked Great. yet about, I mean, you might bring it up in a second, but when she flirts with Dennis Quaid, when Dennis Quaid comes over and um, she's just flirting up a storm. She does a marvelous job. Continue. Um, both Gene Hackman bits. Uh, mm. The I'll kill you, and then the whole. I love the dubbing scene, I, especially with Meryl mm. just laughing at. Yeah. I love it. It's mm. the innocence of it. It's great. It's yeah. great shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's great crack. <laughs> great. Um, I love. Oh, when the way 
when when she's on about when he's on about him having an affair and sleeping with another woman, and she's like, the endorphins, no, sorry, the endorphins. I like that. She bit. Does that. Yeah. <laughs> she just mimics Annette, uh, Annette's voice. Beautiful. And then, of course, the the gun, where she just gets in the car and <laughs> shoots him. <laughs> Wonderful jumping, manic jumping yeah. from Dennis Quaid. Um, yeah. Anything else? That, that's my list, Tom. That's my list. Well, it's time for Oscar travesty. We did touch on this year's Oscars uh, with Ava and Garth for Goodfellas episode. Um... However, this isn't a Goodfellas situation. There is more or less not much at all for postcards. Nothing in Best Picture. I mean, we talked about getting rid of Ghost. I'd definitely put postcards in over this. Um, hey, G- Ghost doesn't deserve an Oscar nomination. No, which we will get. Well, we'll get to it now. Oh. Ghost doesn't deserve an Oscar, which is maddening. Why Shirley is not even nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and Whoopi Why Goldberg did Whoopi win? Won. <laughs> Why didn't she win for Ghost? Oda May Brown, one of the oddest, <laughs> one of the oddest wins. I mean, in the Goodfellas episode, we talked about how Lorraine Bracco as Karen should have won. However, I didn't know that this was this year, and mm. so I think Shirley wins. Close second, Lorraine Bracco. Close third, Diane Ladd in uh, Wild at Heart. Do you do you like David? You don't like David Lynch, do you? Um. I'm I'm growing to him. It's are you? I, I am. Um, what have you seen I, I, that's making you grow? I I'm I'm getting into the odd Twin Peaks. <gasps> are you? When did th- when did this happen, Will? I've just seen. Well, I'm seeing like clips on YouTube that come up, and it's getting you know the algorithm. It's getting more and more sort of. Oh, this recommend. is wonderful it's news. Cause it's because he's very abstract, yes. and I keep thinking to myself, no, it's silly, it's silly. But then I also think I'm a massive fan of Python, even though you yeah. can't compare Lynch to Python. No. I, I, I should like abstracts, so I just need to, I need to actually focus, watch Twin Peaks, I think. Twin Peaks but is... Yeah, no, I'll, uh, Twin Peaks is probably your best in. Yeah, that's what I, I've been thinking. Because the yeah. crazy episodes are surrounded by less crazy stuff. It's not like you're just watching a razor head where it's 90 minutes of craziness. Um, yeah, no. I think a wild, a wild at Heart, when we do get round to Lynch, you will love... I mean, it's it's Laura Dern, it's Nicolas Cage, and it's... Oh, I, I love Nick Cage. Oh, it's, it's, it's David Lynch's, like, <laughs> fucked-up version of The Wizard of Oz. I mean, it, oh, it's correct. absolutely mental. I, I, love, I love Wild it's at Heart. Great. Um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely I just see Shirley. Julia Roberts nominated for Pretty Woman. What's that all about? Oh, don't get me started on that. Do you know what her <laughs> uh, Oscar clip was? What? It was her singing Kiss in the Bath. That's the best thing that they can pull. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Meryl Streep, she's very, very good in Postcards from the Edge, but she's not. Kathy Bates no. in oh. Misery. I mean, this is one of my all-time favourite yeah, best actresses. The best performances yeah. of all time, yeah. I think I might kill myself tonight. But <laughs> she deserves it for the oh, wait. She deserves it more so for two of my favourite misery lines are Oh, I'm gonna go put up my Liberace records. <laughs> and um was that was that as good as it was for you? Oh, what did she say? After the hobbling, and she goes, "Was that as good as was that as good for you as it was for me?" Incredible. Um, did did Carrie not even get a nomination? That's shambolic. 
I mean, I love Woody, but Alice is not his <laughs> best. Neither, I mean, what is this category <laughs> Ghost here? <won. laughs> Ghost one best screenplay written directly for the script. Uh, Metropolitan is a movie I've been meaning get, to get around to. It's sort of a... So, did, did Ghost... Ghost was the big winner, was it, this year? Um, it, no, Dancers with Wolves. No. All right, okay. It was a bit of a split, really. Dancers with Wolves won Best Picture and Best Director. You would have thought Goodfellas would have done well. I mean, obviously, I, I wasn't present. there in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like Dancers with Wolves. I think it's a fine film. It's does, a good... does Godfather 3 deserve a nomination? I think it does deserve a nomination. Okay. I don't... Th- I mean, it definitely doesn't deserve to win. I do yeah. think... Yeah. I, 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 I like Godfather Part 3 to an extent. I think there is some stretches in that film which are excellent. And I think that there are some stretches, some character choices, some castings that are horrific. Absolutely horrific. Um, yeah, no, I think I think Goodfellas is the winner of Best Picture this year. I'd yeah. put postcards in for a nomination. I'd also put I'd also put Misery in for nomination. I Awakenings yeah. is good. Oh no, Awakenings is very good. I do like Awakenings. Uh, no nomination for uh, for um, Carrie uh, is baffling to me. That, that's very disappointing. Yeah, green card. What the <laughs> hell is this? I've this never is... heard of it. <laughs> Peter oh, no, uh, Andy McDowell. <laughs> Gerard <laughs> Depardieu. <laughs> this is a, a rom-com where Gerard Depardieu tries to get a, a green card <laughs> by dating Andy McDowell. I mean, Peter I mean, we, is incredible. I think we should Truman do show. an episode on Gerard Depardieu. green card. Yeah, well, I'll wait for Depardieu fortnight. I mean, Peter Weir is incredible. Truman Show, <laughs> uh, Dead Boy Society. Um... Master and Commander, uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock. If you're a, if you're a f- Avalon. What are these movies? I mean, I like Barry Levinson. <laughs> what, is, what is Avalon? Semi-autobiographical tetralogy yep. of Baltimore Ooh. films. What? what the shit is that? What does it even <laughs> mean? Um, I mean, it 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 looks it. Oh, here we are. Best song. Uh, I'm checking out was an original song. Um, Sondheim did win hey. for his song for Dick Tracy. Of course, of course he did. Which is a very good song. Not a good film. Um, I mean, the film is uh, the film does look very nice, but I don't know if it needs best cinematography, and I also don't think it needs best film editing. But boo, 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 boo. Nichols for director, actually. I think we're neglecting talking about Mike Nichols here. Mike Nichols is one of my favourite directors of all time. Graduate, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Birdcage, um, this, Heartburn, all. I think Working Girl is a film I, I, I find is okay. It's not my, it's, I, I think that's a, a weak link, but I mainly think that's a weak link because of um, Melanie Griffith. Not any of what Mike did. Um, carnal knowledge, I even I even like a lot. Um, but yeah, now give give Mike a nomination for best director. Uh, Will's favourite building or set? Here we go. Um, well, 
as you know, I am a big fan of whenever they, they use a movie set. Oh, yes. movie. I, I do like that. I, I like the whole uh, the post-production uh, dubbing room with the big projector. That's a nice mm -hmm. sort of setup. I also like uh, well when that, that, that scene when uh, he's in his house and he's having a shower. It's a good um, house. That's a great house. <laughs> mm. Better than Shirley's. Better than Doris's. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Um, yeah. Sofa's too big. Living room it's not, doesn't look right. <laughs> that, that shot when Meryl comes home and she just sprawled across the sofa drinking. Yeah. Just, well, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't look right. Looks like, choice of it, looks, it looks like the setup for swingers in that Louis Theroux documentary <laughs> where he goes to that swinging community in America. Oh, what an a, episode. There's just a room that is just mattresses and you're like, well, at least make a path. Maybe that's, maybe that, maybe I am too you, OCD. Cause I, and then you've got that guy, he's like, I'd like to show you my, uh, <laughs> my scuba diving collection. <laughs> and he's got that weird torture chair set up. But the best thing about it is, it's, the climactic scene where Louis going through, he's actually at the party. And he's just the best politely... 10 minute stretch of the Louis Theroux <laughs> swingers. <laughs> I yeah, have it, it here on that. DVD. Do you? I have it here. I have Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. Weird Weekends. Yeah, I have it here on DVD. It's when he, because they've got obviously a really nice pool uh, and sort of outdoor mm -hmm. yards. They've put a lot, a lot of effort and thought into it. But they've got like that little put. And then he, he walks down the corridor and you've obviously got the big, the, the orgy room. And he just opens the curtains. It's like, hello, mind if I just join in? <laughs> yeah, no, I've got best of, best of weird weekends, porn, head for the hills, swingers, black nationalism, uh, wrestling, South Africa, Thai brides and gangster rap. And we may then need I've, to add that to our list of... Uh, our list of things. <laughs> and then I've got, when Louis met Jimmy, the first part, because this DVD yeah, came out in 2007... Yikes! Because he did Savile as well, didn't he? Sure, revisiting. Did. That's that's well, a tragedy, isn't it? Because he, I bet he feels awful because he really did befriend him, didn't he? He um. Well, he does feel awful. That's yeah. why he made the second part. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and also, I liked that he didn't backtrack, and he didn't go like, "Yeah, I knew, I knew there, I knew then that something was." Oh wrong. no! Because he, that was that was what Savile was. He, he well, I, I don't want this to talk, turn into a conversation okay. about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, but no, he, he was a very charming, to, to, to all extents, he was a very yeah. charming man who charmed a lot of people and was also simultaneously a monster. Yeah. Mm. Um, have you got any other favourite buildings? And that, was, that was my favourite building or set. Yeah, that was Savile Corner <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Carruthers Legion or whatever. Uh, best single minute I'll start this it's, time. It's, oh, sorry, oh, oh, no, take it away. No, I would I would. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's the argument on the stairs. It's the it? argument on the stairs. I put yeah. it in ten minutes, but yeah, no, it's the specifically it twirled. <laughs> it twirled. <laughs> uh, and she's swinging that vodka around. I love it when people swing drinks around and a little bit spills. Maybe that's why Who's Afraid of Virginia was my favourite play because it's it's just people with a tumbler <laughs> just hurling insults and just. <laughs> And that's yeah, you know, like at the end when George says to Martha, "Do you want a drink?" and she goes, "No, you're supposed to be happy." And they're like, "Oh, she's gonna try and not drink anymore." But you're like, "No, drink! <laughs> Say some more insults. Make it three and a half hours long." <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Um, 
yeah, it, it, it is the stare argument. I've got other nominations. Uh, less specific, all McLean scenes. Um, I also have Rob Reiner's lovely cameo, where yes. he comes in and he asks for <laughs> urine and blood. Urine, urine should be fine. Urine should be fine. Um, when she's listening in to Simon Callow and um, the woman from Adam's Family Values who marries it. <laughs> I'm sure that's a real name. Uh, but um, <laughs> And it's going bulbous. Yes, cellulite. Yes. Uh, when, as Just as Arthur mentioned, when she returns home and Shirley's Shirley just sat in the dark drinking, mm. she goes, do you mind if I have a drink? What is, oh. Wonderful stuff. If it wasn't for that sofa, it would be a If it wasn't for that, swinger's sofa. <laughs> uh, best line, do you have any, Will? Um, I've got twirled up and relaxed their blanks, asshole. They're, uh, they're, they're my two. They're two great lines. <sighs> Where am I? Where am I? Da, 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 hold your lips just to hold you tight and you want to know. Here we are. Um, I did not lift my skirt. It twirled up. You remember the bad stuff, don't you? What about the big band that I got to play at that party? Do you remember that? No, you only remember that my skirt accidentally twirled up. <laughs> and you weren't wearing any underwear. Well. Um, I was such an awful mother. <laughs> what if you had a mother like Joan Crawford or Lana Turner? These are my options, Joan or Lana. <laughs> and... Lana Turner complained to Carrie Fisher oh. through her daughter because she was still alive. And she resented the fact that um, uh, she was in the same conversation. Joan Crawford, famously a terrible and abusive mother. Lana Turner, not an abusive mother, but do you know the story of Lana Turner? No. So basically, Lana Turner had an abusive husband who would beat shit out of her all the time. And then her daughter uh, shot the husband dead oh. and got off on self def well not self defense but protection because um, yeah. yeah no pretty pretty messed up stuff right. Suzanne we're gonna have to pump your stomach I have to be there <laughs> uh, wonderful Dreyfus uh, I have some news what you had a dream I lost some weight endorsed a line of clothing don't be fresh dear I'm gonna start using that so when I start saying to people well don't be fresh dear You'll be like, oh, <laughs> Doris is out. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe my favourite line, Mum, this is my roommate Aretha. Aretha, what an unusual name. Yes, I think my parents were expecting someone black. Are you black? Uh, no. <laughs> I love that Shirley is so out of touch with modern use that she thinks that maybe Aretha is secretly black. Um, so how long have you known Suzanne? Oh, about a month. Seems like longer, though. I know what you mean. I'm her mother and it seems longer. <laughs> Bit of flirting. Um, I never said you were a monster. You don't say it, but you feel it. Somehow you lay the entire blame for your drug taking on me. Say that you think I'm an alcoholic. Lovely stuff. What's the change? Um, I don't know if I'd like... It, it to use real names. I'm not sure. It doesn't use real it... names. Oh, you want it to use real names? Yeah. 
But they're what, not what real, sort, mate. But they're not yeah, real. What, what sort of movie would it be if it was just a, a biography? Well, it wouldn't have the car crash. It wouldn't have no. the the raging alcoholism. It wouldn't have. <laughs> it wouldn't have Dennis Quaid. It wouldn't have. Um, it's it's you know it, it it's it's not an autobiography. It has autobiographical elements. Lots of conversations were taken. Obviously, there was great influence in the in the mother daughter, you know, situation. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was it was more so an influ a piece that was influenced by real life yeah. than an autobiography. Um, and you know, Kerry, for the rest of her life, had people coming up to her like. Uh, or bragging to other people and it eventually getting to her through, thren, through yeah. friends of, you know, oh, yeah, that's based on me. when it, it's not at all. Um, anything else? But, more than that, just more Gene Hackman. <laughs> more yeah. Gene Hackman. More Gene, Callow and Dreyfus. And weird thing, Ooh. did you know who that woman was at the end of the drug hallway scene? No. My point. Because I thought... <laughs> Because it's, it's supposed to be Nancy Reagan, because she's going for the drugs and Nancy Reagan's going no, because obviously Nancy had the Just Say No campaign. I think it looks too much like Shirley, and it confused, it confused me for a while, and then I was like, oh, it's yeah. Nancy Reagan, because I think it, it looks like it should be Shirley, and they just couldn't get her for the day, and you're like, oh, it's a drug scene, so maybe it's not supposed to be her, but with the wig and everything and the outfit, it looks too That's much... Like I suppose you could read into it and say, oh, yeah. but maybe it's it's a mother's advice. Mm -hmm. sort of. um, and also the, the, the end song, I don't know. I, I mean, I enjoy the end song. I think it's great. You know, they're obviously having a great time. That uh, The after party just had the, the shoots, the after shoot party started mm. then. Uh, the band just that, kept playing. This is what's left from my notes. Um, a great closing scene, but what what really does justify at this as a closing scene is that little look that Shirley gives from at the balcony. Beautiful. That that sort of yes, she's mm. she's done it. Yeah, that that's the best bit of that. And it's not it's not a music video. It's supposed to be a musical, and you'll like this, Will um, <laughs> Carrie, because in the nineties, not many people were making musicals, and so Carrie Fisher's like, yeah, they don't make these anymore. They don't make musicals anymore. This is like a country music Evita. <laughs> so, oh so that's what the film is supposed to be at the end. A country music I mean, Evita. Yeah, she, she, she keeps being compared to Madonna in the movie. I she suppose. does, yeah. yeah. You, have, you have a far better voice. Um, what's left from Will's note? I've, I've just done it, Tom. If you were paying attention. If I was paying attention. <laughs> um, I've not got many notes myself this time, other than... Um, Lovely cameo from Dr. Frederick Chilton from The Silence of the Lambs uh, for, <laughs> for a hot 30 seconds. <laughs> and he's got far too distinctive a face and voice to not be like, don't trust him. Don't trust him. He's going to sell you out. He's going to sell you out, Hannibal. Um, alternate ending corner. There isn't one. A few fun facts. Do you have any? I do not, I'm afraid. Get ready for these. I'm sure you do. Uh, yeah. Liza Minnelli reportedly told Carrie Fisher that the film resembles her own relationship with her famous mother, Judy. I, that's, I saw that. Mm. 
Uh, Meryl Streep did her own singing. I mean, that's pretty obvious. John Cusack filmed a whole scene at Suzanne's rehab. Uh, and his whole thing was that he used to belong to the Manson family and his scenes were all cut. And it's done, they've done that annoying thing where there's no, where they're not on the DVD. It's very annoying. Uh, Lana Turner was reportedly very offended after seeing the film. How, what's the age difference between Meryl and Shirley? Um, what, at time of recording? I, I suppose it's never changed. It's never the age changed. Difference. Yeah, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, oh, uh, I would go for 15 years. Exactly. Oh, yes. Very exciting. I'm good. I'm oh, good. yes. He has all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderful reference to my star turn in Footloose as uh, <laughs> the Reverend. Uh, Janet Lee greatly wanted to play the role of Doris Mann with her daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis, as Suzanne. I can see that. I think I can more so see Jamie Lee than I can see Janet Lee. Yes. But this came up obviously with uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Terms of Endearment. This was another um, casting option for that. Mm. Uh, Castmate Shirley MacLaine and Annette Benning would become sister sisters-in-law a few short years later when Benning married MacLean's brother, Warren Beatty. In the novel, the mother is a very minor character, barely mentioned in a total of about 10 pages. Lee Remick was initially considered for the mother role. Her illness with the cancer that would ultimately kill her put her paid to that idea. Put paid to that idea. This is the only movie where Meryl Streep and Gene Hackman appeared together. I think they do one, they have wonderful chemistry. I think they're very good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Nichols actually wanted to cast Alec Baldwin in Postcaster on the Edge. I presume as the Jack character, that would be excellent. I think Dennis Quaid does an astounding job in this film, but I can really see Alec in Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, Sheila McLean is actually mentioned in the novel Postcaster on the Edge. And that's my fun facts. So, Tom's big question. Which is the best Shirley MacLaine performance? Have you, you, haven't, you haven't watched The Apartment. Yet, I've not seen you? The Apartment, no. We'll, right, we're gonna t we'll table this for The Apartment episode. But then, oh, but then we, could, we should really table it for The Bernie episode. That's what we'll do. We'll table it for The Bernie episode, because I think you are might... We, are we doing Still Magnolias? It's not scheduled in yet. Do you like Still Magnolias more? I do enjoy it. Yeah. I've always... Uh, maybe it's my deep love for Terms of Endearment. I've always seen Steel Magnolias as like the poor man's Terms of Endearment. Because, I mean, there's obviously a lot more to both films, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're both cancer weepies. Um, I mean, I adore Sally Field, my, my good friend Sally Field, um, who, who I've met, who I've had my arm around. Um, Obviously, I love Shirley. I think Dolly does an excellent job. But also, yep. we return to my um, I mean, if we, if dislike we're gonna... of Julia Roberts. Meryl Streep. This is not relaxed. 
Shirley MacLaine. You could be a much bigger star than that Madonna. She hasn't got half your voice. Dennis Quaid. Did anybody ever tell you that you smell like Catalina? Yes, as a matter of fact, just this morning. Postcards from the age. Boy, any more people in here? We're going to need a lubricant, huh? <laughs> a Mike Nichols film. Rated R. Starts Friday at select theaters. <laughs> We're going to go favorite McClane. I do like Sweet Charity. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. I mean, <laughs> if they could see me now, that little gang of mine, what an incredible... I mean, I, I adore Shelby McLean. If I was ranking it, she'd probably be up there in my favourite actresses. I mean, she's does two of my favourite performance, performances of all time in two of my favourite films of all time in The Apartment in Terms of Endearment. Then you add this, then you add Sweet Charity, then you add... I, I like her in Steel Magnolias. Then you had Bernie, which I'm astoundingly With... excited for you to watch. Yes. Jack Black. Yeah. Matthew I've... McConaughey. <laughs> our, 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 another Richard Linklater film. I I love Bernie. Uh, what, Bernie needs... That's why, that's why I want to do Bernie on the show, because Bernie needs more... People need to like Bernie more. I, I don't know how... Bernie came and went. Um, I mean, that's a complete Oscar travesty. There's absolutely nothing there. Uh, next question then. What's your favourite hey. movie about movies? Because this is like one of my favourite genres, I think. And I think it's a H thing with film. Hugo. Hugo, yeah. It's not as though you farted during all your dialogue. We sat there and rushed saying, what's all that noise all over the lines? Okay. But no, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep saying Hugo, but it's just a meme. It's a meme, Tom. Um, I, just, I love, I, well, I'm sure we'll get to it if we do the... Uh, no, if we're going to say movie about movies, it really is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's my oh, favourite. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's... Yeah, brilliant. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, I I I, I love Sunset Boulevard. Billy Wilder is one of my favorite directors. Yep. I really love The Player. Um, if we're going to allow it, Boogie Nights is my fourth favorite film of all time. If we count porn, a certain type of movie. Yeah, it's definitely a certain type of movie. Uh, Edward. Edward. Edward is my favorite. Tim Burton. So I. Tro I, I Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder That's is one of my all-time comedies. <laughs> That's going to be my movie. big... When we get to Oscar Travesty on that, that's my biggest campaign. I mean... Wait, no. Didn't he lose to Heath Ledger? What, post-modern? Yeah. Um, okay. If, 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 I'm, if I remember that rightly and, he, and Robert Downey Jr. loses to Heath Ledger, <laughs> then I won't get, we'll too, I won't get <laughs> too angry. But if it's One of any his other best year, performances. Yeah, if it's any other year, then um, I'll be very angry and uh, Downey, <laughs> Downey deserves to win. I mean, he got the nomination. That's the hard bit. Like, yeah. he could have just swept. Um, which is a better Shirley MacLaine mother-daughter film, Will? See, I think you know the... I, I prefer this. Yeah? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's just because she drinks more, <laughs> she's more <laughs> exciting when she's drunk. Preferably well tricky. Uh... Do I think I think you could make the case that Meryl and Shirley make a better mother daughter? 
That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty what it is, the chemistry, yeah. I mean, you cannot beat the chemistry in both of these films. I mean... No. That's the thing, you're comparing this and then you're comparing the, the best thing about Terms of Endearment, which is the chemistry between mm. Jack and Shirley. That That's... So it, it's, it's a Let's strange do it again. question, Tom. Let's do it again. <laughs> uh, synopsis of a sequel. I mean, Carrie sort of spoilt it. Does... Does suit. We know oh, that Carrie Fisher. That. We, know that, we know that Carrie Fisher went back into rehab. But does Susan? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was going to say no. Oh. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> um, life's a bit. Yeah. Does. I prefer the ending. Now that I, because I always thought it was a music video. And I always thought it was like Dancing in the Dark that they brought Brian De pa that they brought um, Brian De Palma into film, like a proper direct, and obviously yeah. like Scorsese doing Bad and John Landis doing Thriller. I prefer the ending a lot more now because of Carrie saying that it's a musical because I think they both win. Because I think if it is a music video, then it's a bit Suzanne loses some of her not integrity but loses some of her power by sort of being like, okay, I'll do the music video. Oh, mum was right. I think with mm. it being a musical, I think that meets in the middle rather nicely. And I prefer that now that I know that knowledge. If Yeah, but if you want to go for like music videos embedded into movies, Coyote Ugly is up there. Um, Never with Leanne Rhymes <laughs> dancing on the bar, <laughs> can't be, can't fight the moonlight. Yeah, one of my mum's like secret favourite songs. She loves "Can't Fight the Moonlight." <laughs> it's a great song. I think she she bought my sister Coyote Ugly on DVD one Christmas. I still don't think she's watched it. It was like one of those weird three packs where it was like Coyote Ugly, but Shall also girl? but also Clueless. <laughs> so, oh oh no. yeah, those those are similar. <laughs> um. Will, oh, closing yes. line, Hall of Fame. End, Mark, and then uh, I'm chicken ale. <laughs> I'm chicken ale. Uh, wonderful stuff. Will, do you have any final thoughts on Postcards from the Edge? Great film. On our halfway mark of Meryl Mania. It's uh, you don't you don't it you don't really get many Meryl comedies. Um, no, you don't. I mean, we do. We've done Heartburn. She does it very well. I think the funniest Meryl movie I've seen um, would be... Just um, No, when, when she's with Hugh Grant. And she's... Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would as well. Do you actually like it? Or do you... You know what? Um, Are you going to go really to that now for Florence Foster Jenkins? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put a I'm gonna edge it up slightly. Florence Foster Jenkins is great because it's part of the Hugh Grant Renaissance, where yeah. you've got him doing all of the same sort of thing, which he's great at. You've got oh, well, you've got Hugh all Grant's of those, great in it. I mean, you're not gonna he's get great. you're not gonna get any arguments from me about. And you Hugh get Grant. then you get a a flat line, and then you all of a sudden he's doing pirates, he's doing Paddington Two, he's doing. Uh, British Scandal, he's doing uh, Florence Foster, where suddenly it's just a whole new man. And he's, <laughs> and he's doing, um, he's going to do this uh, Nicole Kidman prestige 
drama, yes. murder drama thing, which I'm very, very excited, excited for. Yeah, yeah no, um, I, I love it for, for Hugh mm. because, it, yeah, it's just a bumbling fool, isn't it? Just very annoying. I just can't get over the whole... Oh, no, the, the whole bit where she's, she's singing badly and it's, it's, it's infuriating to watch it's because you not... just want to shout, you're bad, it's, you're very yeah. bad. Poor Hugh. It's... Let him just... Yeah, I awesome. just there's nowhere near enough for a full film. Hmm. That's my biggest. It feels, thing. it feels like the opening. It sets out what it's going to be, and then it's just the same sort of scene repeated over and over again. Her struggling with realizing she's not good. The ending pays off because she's like, oh, I mean, I mean, good syphilis. <laughs> not Meryl's that's the second, second best, yeah, Meryl. second best syphilis <laughs> film. Um, well, yeah, people might be thinking, like, with our Meryl choices, um, like, what about Kramer versus Why, why haven't we done... Uh, but yeah. I think, I mean, if because if we were doing the six films, the six best films that Meryl's in... I mean, we've, we've got Meryl and Dustin coming up anyway, haven't we? In what? Is, uh, is he not in... We've got Graduate coming up. Is he not in what? Oh, oh I'm not in doubt. Is he not in? Uh... No, oh. they, they only did Kramer vs. Kramer. That's sad. Um, oh, she she doesn't. She thought she thinks she thinks he's really bad. Do you not remember? She thinks not really bad talent wise. She thinks he's obviously excellent, but like um, the like she got he got too method, and like when he smashes that glass in Kramer, she mm. she wasn't expecting it, and she was like, he's not good to work with, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, he, he's a very method, but especially in Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> <is he? laughs> uh, yeah, no. But, like, as I say, if we were actually, if we were actually doing the, the six best films that Meryl's in, then we'd be doing Deer Hunter, and we'd be doing um, Kramer versus Kramer, Manhattan, maybe. But we decided to pick six films where Meryl is big and the star. I mean, yeah. there's, pl there's more than enough to pick, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we chose Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we have the, we have the wonderful uh, Death Becomes Her coming up. Our third Robert Zemeckis film. I love Robert Zemeckis. Who doesn't? Yeah, and then we'll be doing Bloody Polar Express soon. Oh, I mean... You get your directors. The three best sort of... Oh, no. Right, there's the, the four best director-composer couples. Okay. As you've got... Right, um, rank them for me. I'm going to give you them. So you've got... Um, Spielberg Williams. Spielberg Williams. You've got Nolan Zemeckis. Zimmer. Nolan Zimmer. <laughs> no, got... That sounds like a... <laughs> <laughs> I, take, uh, I take Nolan Zimmer. Oh, You've got Zemeckis Silvestri. Yeah. And you've got Burton... Um, Elfman. Elfman. That sounds like a law film. Law firm. <laughs> what about... Burton and Elfman. Solicitors. What about Hitchcock? Hitchcock Herman? It's good, but I, I, I think... It's good, I'd but it's not great. The, the best. <laughs> um, I'll go... I'll go... Um, I'll go Burton Elfman. I love... I, I, I mean... I'm Danny Elfman... We'll get, to, when we get to Tim uh, Burton, whatever, Fortnite or yeah. whatever. 
I, I, he was my favorite director as a kid. Um, I just love that style. I love that music. Yeah. Uh, Burton Alfman, Spielberg Williams, Zemeckis Silvestri. Did Silvestri do the music for Death Becomes Her? Yes, he did. Because that is, oh well, <laughs> I don't want to spoil. Oh, I don't want to spoil <laughs> ten minute stretch. But uh, there is a, uh, a, a musical number in Death Becomes Her, which may just be the best thing that Meryl's ever done. <laughs> um, and then what was your other one? Oh, uh, Nolan, Nolan Zimmer. I yeah. think the peak of Nolan Zimmer is Dark Knight. I think Interstellar score doesn't actually do anything for me. I know that everybody loves it. Ooh, everyone seems to play it on the piano. Yeah. I think the peak of Nolan Zimmer is that... Dum, 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 I, yeah. dum, dum. Anytime that track comes on in the Dark Knight trilogy, I get so pumped up, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like the... the the final bit in the with the dog ch with the dogs and when he jumps off away from Gary Oldman and he flies <laughs> in and like they're, they're 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 not they're not the gangsters they're, they're the doctors the doctors are the gangsters <laughs> oh oh so exciting what a film I mean cut cut the bit where he goes to Tokyo <laughs> I mean I've got it right here I've got it right here. <laughs> We've been through this. You don't have Rain Man. There's oh, no Rain Man in there. There is no Rain Man. This is the thing. That's you the, you that's the get best. all of your DVDs out on books whenever yeah. you and I get out my musical composition. That's the best Rain Man. That's the best Hans Zimmer is Las Vegas in Rain Man. Oh, I do I do really like the Sherlock Holmes thing. Oh, that's good too. Good, that's good great. Show. That was one of the ones where my mum was like. Let's buy the CD. Never did. I don't think she. I, I think she tried to get it for Christmas, but she couldn't find it. Um, so much to look forward to. Oh. So many great episodes coming. It's it's a it's a great time to be alive, and it's a great time to subscribe, to listen. Um, Are we, have you finally chosen an ending? Is this what you do? It's a great time to be alive, and it's a great time to subscribe. Bang. <laughs>